This is an interview with Abram and Sira by Nick Perkel on Sunday, January 3rd, 2021. Now, Abram, can you tell me about getting your very first guitar? My first one I really got was a freaking acoustic that my one of my parents got me because uh, they didn't want me to play drums because that was my first choice. Yeah, and I hated it. Oh, man, I was so bummed on the acoustic guitar. But uh, eventually I got money by a Washburn, uh, uh, Washburn Idol 14 specifically, and that was probably, I would consider, my real first guitar. It was it's awesome. I still have it to this day. What kind of music education did you receive over the years, and do you use any private tutors now? Originally, I took lessons when I got that acoustic guitar, like, I tried two lessons, but I, I just never practiced as a kid, so I gave up. And I came back again, and I did, a, I think, two summers in high school. I did a, you can specifically choose what kind of guitar you want to learn, like metal, jazz, blues, and all that. So I clicked metal, and I did that for maybe two summers, and it really helped. And after that, I kind of just been on my own since then. But I was, I've been looking into some more guitar uh, lessons and stuff from other private tutors because it doesn't hurt to get better. Now, like, what kind of cool stuff did you learn in the lessons? Like, um, different scales, playing around with arpeggios, things of that nature? Basically, yeah, pretty simple stuff, other than some arpeggios and stuff, and then he helped me, like, learn songs all the way, like Crazy Train or some Iron Maiden songs, really early early rock metal stuff I was into at the time. Please speak about some of your favorite bands that you've been in over the years. Let's see. Probably the top ones would be uh, Raptor when I moved here to Portland, uh, SGA back in Texas, and then Lymph Nodes also here in Oregon that I'm doing. Uh, the other two, uh, they're on hold or just hasn't really been doing much in a while so so far it's just been left notes and that's that's some good times right there you've been in bands with people like chris nucola aiden stutzman and sergio Ginez. what type of valuable advice and songwriting techniques have you picked up from working with those guys uh you gotta like practice all the time dude at least like twice a week even if you don't, if you don't even have band practice. You better practice at home because the next time band practice comes around, uh, we don't really like to see slackers. We're we're pretty hard on each other too, and you kind of have to be, especially if you're like, want to go past the, you know, I just started playing in the band kind of, kind of feeling to like we're an actual band and we're trying to like move on up and get, get known and we don't want to be known for being sloppy. So always have to practice. So that's one big one. Of course, another one is you got to be real professional with taking criticisms and like if stuff's not working out with people, or if you're if you know if you're the problem and they like kick you out or something, you got to like be professional about it, not like make a big crybaby scene about it because that's just the way it goes, man. Like I'm sure everyone who listens to metal and punk has seen enough uh, documentaries where friendships have been torn and broke just because someone got kicked out of the band, you know, and they took it the wrong way. And and I'm not really into that. I'd rather have my friends around regardless of we're in the band or not. And then probably the other thing after that, I would say is whatever drugs you do, if whatever, how much you drink and all that stuff, 
if you, you do it, okay, but don't do it to where, like, it fucks the band up. Like, if you smoke weed and you can handle it playing live, cool. If you can't and are you too sloppy and all that, don't do it. Like, it's fine if you do your, if you have a vice and all that, but shit, man, don't let it affect the band. You worked sound for uh, the 2015 South by Southwest and ACL. What would you say were some of the some of your most cherished memories from doing that? Mm, I think one was it was kind of just a funny memory because I ended up doing sound for the Plain White Tees, and that was I didn't expect that, but believe it or not, those guys are actually pretty cool. <laughs> that was probably the big part, other than constantly. Uh, I am the Basher ramp that they have there because Basher comes and does a thing every year um, during South by. And uh, the cool thing about that is if you have a skateboard and your skater, you get to cut the line and that line is stupid big. And you just go straight in. And so that's about it. Other than that, uh, all the locals stay away from, from the South by and the ACL events because it kind of gets, it kind of gets a little fucked. Can you tell me your history on learning to produce music? Well, I uh, I went to college for it because uh, my dad is so old school that he, he's like, you need to go to college, boy, and get a college education. And I was like, all right, this is my last like my last present to you before I just go and do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> so I went and got a bachelor's in audio production and science. And so a lot of that came from there, and I learned how to do so much DIY stuff now so I can not have to pay anybody else. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, other than that, after after I finished that and moved here, I started recording a bunch of bands and demos, like some distant demos, some left notes demos, some demos from friends like Aiden's private bands that he's been doing and uh, a few other, like, small punk punk projects and stuff. But, yeah, that's about it. Half of the uh, Disembowel album, Echoes of Terror, that's from older demos. How much did those songs change when it came to uh, recording the full length? Not too much. If anything, I think we all just got better and more more in time with each other and uh, sharper, too, with it all. And then I guess also we worked on our sound a lot, too. So that was a big part, too. New sound and then just getting better now, what three songs did you enjoy recording the most let's see definitely Chaff to Beyond Recognition that one is a fucking slam like that one's sick and uh, Immolation that's another one and then of course Peace Try to Remain just fucks because I'm pretty sure that's what the album starts off with it's a pretty good banger like that What's been your favorite Lymph Nodes concert you've performed at? Let's see. Man, we had a crazy show at the Core House here in Portland, Oregon, which uh, that house is no more. It was uh, Lymph Nodes and Iced and then Rob Reed, and that was just full-on hardcore, straight, hard-ass lineup. That was crazy. I've never seen so many people assault each other just for the hell of it, just for the good times of music and and uh, and and whatnot, and, and that, after that, I would say, because uh, we played the last show in Portland before COVID really really took effect, and uh, 
I think it was just starting out, and everyone was like, oh, man, this shit going down. What's up with that? And they were like, oh, no, we'll do a show. That show, and that show somehow was really, really, really. It was like two people there from from that to like <laughs> maybe like almost 100. It was crazy. But that was it. Those two shows are a big, big, big highlight in the life of Limp Nodes. Now, as a musician, how do you stay active dealing with COVID? Oh, my God. I just have so many hobbies that I try and, like, keep keep me sane. I, uh, I draw a lot, so I've always been getting into drawing and stuff lately. And if I'm not playing guitar, I'll probably be drawing. Uh, I started fucking building some models and stuff, some Gundam models. I want to start getting, like, a, a, what do you call it? an airbrush and start airbrushing as another hobby I don't think I'm going to start up and then I can start airbrushing homies guitars and cars and then other than that I think just playing some games and smoking weed it's not wet out here in Portland what are your three most cherished albums in your music collection oh my god fucking demise right off the bat if you guys don't know who Demise is, it's a sick Portland, Oregon death metal band. And my girlfriend's dad is the guitarist. So he gave me a record. <clears throat> it's Demise, Endless Torment. And it's got a it's got a bunch of snippets from their demos and shit. And that's probably like the top most cherished thing I got in my record collection. <clears throat> uh, CIA, uh, God, Guts, and Guns. That's a sick record right there. That's been around for a while. And uh, some good punk. And then uh, Ludacris. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. It's an awesome thrash band. <laughs> and the album's called uh, Immaculate Deception. And uh, you guys just have to check it out. It's a really sick, hardcore, thrash crossover band. It's got a kind of little funny taste to it. Like, their lyrics are pretty fun. But, uh, good, they shred. But those three are right the top ones right there. If I could, I would add another one because it was stolen from me. I had a, an, an OG body count CD back in the day, and that one was like, whew, man. <laughs> was that yeah, the original version? Uh, yeah, the original uh, body count <laughs> CD with Cop Killer on it. <laughs> oh, dude, man. Like, I got a copy of that when I was in L.A. from Amoeba Records. Um I mean, just seriously, the body count anthem. I love just listening to that. Just there's just something know, about that right? song. Oh god, I just like can't stop like running those lyrics in my head to this day. Just like the whole album, it's just hard. It's just hard ass shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was all killer, no filler, you know. Um, by the way, do you have a fun story from Portland that you can share? Hell yeah, let's see here. This is probably the top story. It wasn't as fun. It was just a, a memory that I'll never forget in my head. It was, uh, we were, I think Trump just got like elected or something. It was his inauguration and like everybody was like pissed off in the streets. They were, everyone was just walking down on the, on the bridge at the time and this like, like cars will come but they stop and people go around and then they can go. Big deal. But there was this 
I think he was 18 or 19 year old kid who was in this like red car, little fast car, whatever. And like, he was just so freaking mad that there was just anybody around him. And we were just like, whatever, dude, fuck off. And he like kind of drove off. And I think someone threw a bottle or threw something at his car. So he came back and then he like fucking shot people. He like shot this dude in the leg. He shot this fucking like these cars up. I think he hit someone in the arm a little bit. But, like, he whipped his gun out, and he, like, passed me and my homies, like, just, I don't know. It was just, just walking past, and then, like, boom, he shot his shit and then fucking left. And everyone was just like, what in the fuck? Why? <laughs> that was fucking probably the most memorable Portland moment I've had, is seeing someone just shoot other people for no, not much of a good reason, honestly. Would you like to go back to any questions? I think we're good. I think we got all of it. Final words. Fucking practice instruments. Holy shit. I've, I've been wondering to see how many of y'all haven't played anything this whole this whole quarantine time. And uh, I really recommend that someone, if you don't play music, pick up an instrument. Even if you suck or you think you suck, just play it, dude. Find people that are in your level and fucking make a band. There you go. Like, you'd be surprised how well it would go. And just keep on fucking doing what y'all want to do. Don't listen to anybody else. This has been an interview with Abram and Sira by Nick Perkel on Sunday, January 3rd, 2021.